Hi, my name is Mike LaHood, midfielder for New York Cosmos, and you're listening to First Team Podcast. Here's your host, John Frashante. Cosmos Country. Welcome back to another episode. On this show, I will be joined by David Kirkpatrick, the Cosmos Club historian, to review the Cosmos versus the Fury. It was a epic, epic match. It was uh, a home a home opener that we all really were looking forward to, and we will discuss that in depth with David. Then we will look forward to the Cosmos upcoming opponent for week two, that is the Jacksonville Armada. We will talk to Ashley Bullington, uh, who covers the Armada FC. We will talk to her and go in-depth about the Armada as well. Talk about the NASL matches for week two and just talk about uh, how great of a performance and also what is sort of negative from the performance as well. Even though it was a 3 nothing victory for the New York Cosmos, there were some some things to take away from it so the Cosmos can uh, hopefully fix them when they face the Jacksonville Armada come Sunday, April 10th. So here is David Kirkpatrick. I am here with David Kirkpatrick, the New York Cosmos club historian. How are you tonight, David? I'm doing fantastic, John. How about yourself? I'm doing good. So let's discuss the f- first match of the season. The New York Cosmos won by the score of three um, to nothing. It was a great, great match. That's before we start talking about the match and review it. Let's talk about what happened before the match. So uh, they changed the camera angle and uh, they sort of changed the aspect of how people watch it at home. So do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, I think it was a, a really interesting uh, gamble um, in terms of how people are aligned. But, you know, if, if you were on the other side where the benches were at mm-hmm. kickoff, unless you were wearing really good sunglasses, you wouldn't have seen anything. And and we realized that. And we, we you know, we're, we're in a, you know, the front office and the fans are in a really close uh bond if you will and so Mm -hmm. you know people understand that people are bothered by the the direction uh, of the sunlight uh, through much of the games at that type of kickoff so you know without having too much control over when we can have the kickoff you know what time the sun is going to be setting and things like that but also looking to those things um, I thought that was a really smart move Um, most people were going to be moving over to the other side 
to to see things anyways and sitting in the stands i felt like the atmosphere was that much more intense there wasn't any kind of really moving around or anything you, mm-hmm. you felt you felt like you're at a really packed in in stadium and i and i thought that that was really great and in all honesty given the uh given the weather and the timing and everything yeah. uh so many different factors i thought uh, going over the 5000 mark was was it was a good sign i thought it was a, a good thing of course you always want it to be sold out yeah. Um, but e- even if it wasn't, it still had a great vibe. I thought for me, it was just a great atmosphere. It was, it was so much fun to be back home with, with, uh, the family, you know? Yeah. Especially when they closed the, the other stand, it just felt like everyone was much closer. Like how David was saying, it's a very packed house. Everyone was really on top of each other, but on top of each other in the right way. Uh, everyone was j- just one noise. Um, but so, they moved the bench because of the sun. Is that correct? No, 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 no. I, it was a uh, concern for fans, really. Okay. You know, so many fans are, are staring into the sun from the, that other side. Um, I know, you know, the very first uh, opener against Fort Lauderdale, um, you know, three years ago. Uh, if you were over there, I was right at the kickoff. You know, at certain times, it's really hard to see the field. Um, so that's, that's a really big factor in that. And uh, mm-hmm. so many people move over to that section anyway this way it just allows everything to be more compact uh it enhances the atmosphere i think i, I hope you felt that way and, and most yeah. of mm-hmm. the listeners felt that way but for me it was just a, a more intense environment so i think it was a little bit of a gamble you know people may be a little bit used to being in their areas but uh you know my family usually sat on the other side so being back on, on this side uh in the swap with the benches it was it was really good from my perspective yeah, so let's move on now. But before we do, the club really never fully announced it to anyone as well. So a lot of people uh, were really stuck guessing, like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? So um, let's get going into uh, the review. They won by 3 nothing. Juan Arango with two goals, which sort of shocked me because I didn't know really what he would bring to the <laughs> Cosmos. I know he was a, yeah. like, a very quality player, but I just really didn't expect that on his debut. Yeah, uh, you know... He's a beast, isn't he? I, those two really showed some uh, some of what's to come, I believe, the other night, uh, and both of those goals. And I, I know that it was, you know, probably a, a deflection from the well, it was a deflection from the keeper to uh, Arango on the second goal, but it almost looked like Arietta was trying to slot the ball over to him, anyways. And um, obviously, what he did on the first goal, just fantastic. I thought they they're really gonna gonna show us an awful lot of goals. I think uh, Arietta's gonna have a lot of assists. And I think Arango is going to have a lot of goals. He just seems like an absolute born beast in the box. And uh, he's going to be racking up a lot this year. I'm really confident of that. Talking about Arietta, leading up to the first match, we really didn't know who would get the start. So it was between between Lucky. Uh, There was really no word on Duke if he was around or not. But we found out that he is in Bolivia trying to get his visa. And they hope he will be back uh, next week against, or this weekend against the Armada. Uh, so there was a debate up front, and we found out before the match, Arietta got the start, and he performed very, very well. And my thing up front is I want to see a consistent starter every week. I don't want to see uh, maybe Lucky get a shout one week and then Arietta like back and forth. I want to see Gio play the hot hand. So Arietta played a great, a great game uh, this past weekend, and I would like to see him start once again against the Armada. 
Well, you know, one thing you got to say about this squad is that it is really deep. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of competition at all the positions. And uh, one thing we've seen through three seasons with Gio is that uh, he's able to maintain this incredible team chemistry despite that competition for positions. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing people getting really frustrated and angry for lack of playing time. He's you know, finding the right people in the right moments and, and somehow is able to keep a, a large number of people really happy. So I, I know what you mean, but, you know, and, you know, whether someone starts or comes in as a substitute, it seems like everybody's really committed to once they're in there, they're going to make the absolute most of it. I mean, you know, who would have, I don't know how much, uh, or I don't know what the odds would have been on uh, Adam Moffat scoring uh, the other night, but, you know, he comes in off the bench and uh, I thought he was a really positive contributor, not just being the right place, the right time on the goal. But uh, again, you see him come right into the lineup and, um, you know, he's earned more playing time with what he showed out there. I thought I thought everybody uh, played really, really well. Talking about Adam Moffitt, that goal was even sweeter uh, because he came off of an injury as well. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know that uh, yeah. he got hurt within uh, preseason, he said, um, which it's just great that he had a wonderful goal too. It, the Pizer was out of the net. I don't know what he was doing, but uh, Moffitt got one hell of a goal. Yeah, it was really cool. And if you if you happen to see him on the field with his children after, mm-hmm. you could tell how much it meant to him. It was really really great to see. Yeah, and you can ch- check out that photo. I think on your Twitter account, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely got a good shot of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So late on in the second half, Nico Kronjar makes his uh, home debut, which before the match, there was a, a big, big presence of the New York a Croatian uh, supporter group, if you want to call mm-hmm. them that. Um, mm-hmm. They even ha- had a banner that they welcomed him to the stadium, which was really cool. Uh, yeah. And all of them were just in full support of Nico and the Cosmos, and he finally made uh, his debut Late in the seventy-something minute, I believe seventy-seventh, uh, yep. and he 77th, came. Seventy-seventh, yeah, yeah, and he came on real, real strong. He did, and again, I, I, I know his match fitness is just building up right now, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's going to have a lot of fans coming out to see him, and uh, uh, again, in terms of the team chemistry, he's someone who once he's fully match fit and uh, really ready to go for a full ninety. Okay, well, you know, whose spot in Sunday's starting 11, to, you know, gives way to give him uh, the start. You know, it, it's going to be really interesting to see. And uh, that's what you need. You know, the spring season is a sprint, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but the full season is a marathon. And uh, we want to finish top of all the tables. And, yeah. uh, you know, the Open Cup, obviously, we just saw the unveiling of the, the revision to their uh, their uh, uh, logo, logo yeah. for the Open Cup. So already we got an eye towards uh June 1st and getting that campaign going too. So uh, we're going to need all this depth. Um, but it's it's really exciting to see. And yeah, it's it's neat to see the uh, the fans coming out uh, in support of Cranchar wanting to see him. And I'm hoping they weren't uh, disappointed uh, him coming on in the 77th. But in those 13 minutes, he showed us uh, he's, he's a terrific addition to the squad. And talking about the depth, what's really cool is that Gio... He wants to see competition, and he wants to sort of struggle picking the team every week. Um, yeah. That's what he really wants to see week in and week out, which uh, is very exciting. And also, uh, I really feel that the players are up for it as well. They want to fight for that position. There's just a really wonderful spirit in this squad again, and 
maybe better right now than ever before, in all honesty. I mean, there's something, there's just a really special feeling. Um, you know, two years ago, you, you felt good, but it just wasn't quite, it just wasn't our year. And when you think closer still against uh, San Antonio and to host in the final two years ago, it was really close, but it just, it didn't feel right. Last year had that storybook feel. This year, it's something different. It, it there's something where again yeah there's that competitiveness in the squad but the players feel feel up for it and you can tell that they sense there's something really special in the squad and I, I thought that was on display Sunday night you know correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong but th- th- this this is some some team that's really going to uh, take all of North America by storm I really believe and I think already fans around the rest of the NASL are, are fearing this this Cosmo squad it's it's quite a, quite easy to argue this is the strongest one Geo's put together yet. Yeah, hopefully uh, the Neurocosmos or the 2016 Neurocosmos take North America uh, by storm. Thank you, David Kirkpatrick, uh, for coming on the show, and I'll see you Sunday. Thanks, John. We'll see you then. Thanks to David Kirkpatrick for coming on. But even though the Cosmos won by the scoreline of 3 to nothing, the Cosmos can still take some things from the matchup. And those things or most importantly, their defense. And throughout the first match, it was very, very, very shaky. It really was. Even though the Fury didn't have that many chances, the Cosmos defense gave them some of those chances. So if the Cosmos want to go far in the Open Cup, or if they want to... If they want to win the league, if they want to win the spring season, like how all the Cosmos players are saying that's the ambitions of um, themselves and and the club. Number one, the defense really needs um, to improve. The, The club has the players. We have some great, great defenders. But I just think it's just week one and there is going to be some time to sort of gel together uh, defensive-wise. I think week two, you're going to see maybe some changes to that. Giovanni Severese, after the match, he sort of clearly stated that there are some things um, to take from the Fury matchup and to throw that into training and to fix that going into week two. So that is very exciting for Cosmos supporters worldwide. That come week two uh, against the Jacksonville Armada, the Cosmos are really going to know what they did wrong against the Fury and get that right against the Armada, hopefully, and uh, just play the same game how they played against the Fury. And that's how I think um, the Cosmos will get the three points against the Armada. The Armada come to town this Sunday playing their first match of the season they didn't play to start out the season like everyone else did but they are going to start out the season in week two for most clubs but they're week one uh against our near cosmos so it's going to be a tough test what's very exciting is that they have a big overhaul of the squad and something that we talked about what ashley bullington um she covers the armada she is their sideline reporter and She's with the team sort of like 24-7. There has been a big overhaul of the squad. Tony Miola coming in are going to have a better defensive 
team this season, which that's great as well. They were not a great defensive side. So coming in to Hofstra, I really think Tony Mayola is going to have a very disciplined squad, and he's going to be ready for the Cosmos, him and his squad. Um, so that's something that sort of sort of makes me aware of this is not going to be an easy match. The Armada are going to be up for this match. This is their first game of the season, and the Armada always have problems last season of getting points on the road. So they're really going to be uh, they're really going to be focused on uh, getting a point or maybe getting three points, uh, especially especially against the Cosmos. So uh, I talked to Ashley Bullington, and we discussed everything about the Jacksonville Armada that you should know before kickoff. I'm here with Ashley Bullington, the sideline reporter for the Jacksonville Armada. How are you tonight, Ashley? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. So excited to be on the show. It's my pleasure just to have someone from Jacksonville on the show. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that you uh that you appreciate us from down here in the beach town. Yeah, just to make it clear she's not from Jacksonville, okay? So No, sir. Born and raised Texan right here. Okay, so th- that's still good. Okay, so let's <laughs> talk about the Armada. Um, to- Tony Mayola coming in, really having an, o- an overhaul of the squad. So can you talk about uh, the team going into the 2016 campaign? Yeah, so far, I mean, I wasn't here to see the 2015 team, but from just even when I got here, there was even there was even more players that they added than before. I mean, we have a ton of NASL talent as well as um, overseas talent. They picked up a guy named Pekka Lagerblom. He is from Finland and played in the Bundesliga. I mean, fantastic player, controls the ball well, not playing with, with us right now because he's hurt. But, I mean, he's going to be a great addition when he when he's back and at full health. I mean, we got Richie Ryan, the Ottawa captain, who almost won the um, soccer bowl last year. Um, we picked up Tyler Ruthven, who has MS, MLS talent, or MLS time, um, Beto Navarro, we picked up a guy, a Cameroonian, uh, Charles Alondu, who scored four goals for us in the preseason, and two of those were against MLS teams. So, I mean, I think that we did a complete overhaul, which is awesome and I think is what the team needed. Um, and on top of that, there's just so much talent on the team that each guy, each one of these guys is fighting for a roster spot every single day. Tony was talking about talking to us today in the office saying that you know, they're still not sure who the starting 11 are going to be for this week because they have so much depth and so many people fighting for a spot every day that um, there's still, it's it's hard to pick between the guys. Yeah, the Cosmos, they have the same problem as well. Uh, but that problem is a good problem uh, to have players fighting for certain positions. Uh, and Tony's going to have a hard time come Sunday su- Sunday afternoon uh, trying to pick that starting 11. So you were talking about preseason, and how did that fare um, for the Armada? Because they didn't start the first week. They they had the first week bye. So do you think that might hurt the team um, coming into uh, their first matchup against the Cosmos? I honestly think the guys are ba- like rearing at the bit to go against somebody else. 
Um, they've had two weeks without playing another opponent. I think that they are so ready to start kicking on each other, kicking on somebody else instead of kicking on each other. That um, I think they're going to come out of the gates and they're going to they're going to look good and they're going to show well. Um, this preseason has been good for us. We had three MLS games to kick off February. Um, we played Philadelphia Union and won one to zero. We played the. Uh, Orlando City. We played the Orlando City, which is a Florida, a, n- a new Florida rival for us, and won two to one. And that that team looked fantastic when we played them. So I think it was really good for them. And they just beat the Portland Timbers last weekend, four to one. On top of that, and then we also played the New York Red Bulls. Granted, five to one was the score, um, not in our favor. But the first 20, 30 minutes of that game, we looked like we were kick- We looked like an MLS team. And I hate to say that because it's so cliche, but at the same time, um, I was really impressed with how the team showed. Um, the, uh, the, the, since then, we haven't played as great of talent. We've played a couple of um, USL teams. Um, we've also played a couple of colleges. And then we've played the two expansion teams, the NASL expansion teams. But um, I think the team has come together really well. And they were putting the pieces. Then they spent this last month really putting the pieces together. And come Sunday, they're going to be ready to play. Um, you can tell from practice. We were at practice this morning. Uh, you can tell from practice that it's getting heated out there. And so when it gets heated as a former player, um, that's the time when you know it's it's time to start playing other people. (laughs) So can you predict a finish uh, for the Armada this spring season? I don't want to predict a finish because I might jinx them. I can't do that. But I (laughs) promise you we won't be last. (laughs) I'm not going to jinx my team. If I jinx them and they find out about it, they will kick my behind. Yeah, at least you guys won't be last. That's a no, start, I'm right? Thinking, I'm thinking we could be top of the pack if we really show um, every week and come out like we come out like we want to win. I think that they can. Honest, I honestly think they could. They can win the NASL. I'm not going to say they're going to, but I can. I think they can. Yeah. So I know you're not into predictions, but where do you see Cosmos Armada uh, going towards Sunday night? I mean. I see my Armada players winning. Yeah. If I said anything different, um, I might not have a job anymore. So, <laughs> of course, I'm going to say my team's going to win. Um, I was impressed, though, um, when I watched the, um, uh, the New York Cosmos game this last weekend. Um, for them to only um, connect on one, one of their uh, crosses or, yeah, on one cross um, and be, to still be able to pr- produce the way they did, um, I think they're a very strong team offensively, but I will say the Armada this this off season has really focused on defense. Tony Miola is a very offensive minded player, but he's he comes with a lot of defensive minded tactics because he was a goalkeeper. Um, I think that we have a very strong defense. Um, I think the pieces that we have in place in the defense make it strong, so I think they'll be able to shut down a lot of of the momentum that the New York Cosmos create. And uh, just a quick note that last season, the Armada beat the Cosmos at uh, at your home ground there. So uh, that's just a, a, a quick note. But again, it's a totally different team, a different manager, oh, and completely different team. I know that they that they won a lot of games at home, but they didn't win one on the road. So I think that it's going to be a big deal for us to bring to try to at least bring a point home. Um, 
and get that first road win, road tie, whatever it is underneath us. Um, Tony says the things that he likes most are goals and shutouts. So it's bringing those home. So for the Armada to say get a point or get three points on the road, what do you think they have to do to get that success? They have to, I think, first off, they've got to have possession of the ball. Instead of losing possession, um, making the ball work for you. Uh, I know that um, as, of ex, as an ex-player for us, it was the, pers- the the team that keeps possession the longest is most likely the one that's going to win. So it's making the ball do the work for you, but keeping possession on your end and creating attack, like creating an attack that is successful and getting behind the ball. We picked up a player, his name's Matt Fondy. He scored the most goals in the USL last year with 22 goals. It's him finding his rhythm as well as the other aspects that we have in play um, on the attacking end, like Junior Sandoval. He's Hon- he's a, played in the Hon- Honduran League last year. Um, he's a very finesse player. He's very technical. And it's him being able to maneuver and finding those people. I think it's us being able to create the attack, but then capitalizing on the attack that we have. A big problem that we had this last month was we weren't able to find the back of the net. We were creating 20, 30 chances a game, which I know sounds unbelievable, but it's true. Mm -hmm. They were creating so many chances, they just couldn't get behind it. It was barely missing the goal or the goalkeeper coming up with a good save. So it's finding the back of the net. So it's keeping possession, finding the back of the net, and then shutting down the New York Cosmos, who are very strong up top. It's going to be very difficult uh, for the Armada. Uh, and th- th- this is not a biased uh, opinion here. It's just going to be hard because the Cosmos yeah. are a very deep team. And Ashley has said that uh, that both teams are deep and uh, that it's going to be a difficult match. But uh, best of luck uh, to you, Ashley, on your safe travels to New York. And uh, see you Sunday. Thank you. I'm going to have to pack warm because I've seen it's going to be cold this weekend. But thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm definitely going to bring a really big jacket. Lastly, just going to go around the league and discuss the upcoming matches. In 11, Ottawa Fury. This is going to be a great matchup. It's going to be on Bean Sports. In 11, they bought most of the Fury players that left. So this is going to be a great matchup for Fury supporters because and the Fury uh, management because they're going to know who they're playing. I see Indy 11 getting the three points here. The Fury, I feel like they're going to struggle earlier on in the spring season. Because as we saw, they're starting to gel. A new manager, new tactics, new style of play, new players. That's really hard when you only have a 10-game spring season. So I see Indy 11 coming out up front with a... 3-1 3-1 victory. Moving on, Miami against Tampa Bay Rowdies. This is another another Florida rivalry, uh, Coastal Cup matchup uh, brewing. I see Miami FC getting a draw here with the Tampa Bay Rowdies. I see it finishing 1-1. Oklahoma, Carolina. Carolina played a great, great matchup last week. Against Minnesota. But they end up losing. But they still performed well. I see this matchup ending as a draw as well. 1-1. FC Edmonton, Minnesota United. This will be the first match on Sunday. 
I see Minnesota beating the Eddies by a scoreline of two to nothing. And that ends up the weekend uh, with the New York Cosmos facing off against the Jacksonville Armada. Uh, again, the last marquee match of the weekend, the last match of the weekend. Uh, so that really shows how week two will finish with the Cosmos hopefully coming up on top by a score of two to nothing. That is my prediction. I want to know what your prediction is as well. You can tweet us at one team pod or give us a shout on Facebook at the first team podcast. Lastly, the Cosmos signed a contract renewal with uh, fly Emirates, the Cosmos current kit sponsor, and they are going to be around for the next couple of seasons, which is very exciting. A great kit sponsor and one that we've talked about in the past and they help the Cosmos grow as a club. And I feel like this should be a separate episode maybe in the future once it happens fully. But we've seen in the past the Cosmos sort of working with PSG. They trained with them. I think there were talks of maybe having a friendly... I, I don't think it was PSG. Maybe it was AC Milan. But both of those clubs were involved with the Cosmos somewhat uh, during the modern era. So AC Milan, PSG coming through. I think Milan trained with the Cosmos, which was very exciting. PSG, we showed them around New York City. So having these world-class clubs coming to New York, being close to the Cosmos is huge. And that's all thanks to Fly Emirates. So having them on the front of our kits is huge. And it's just a massive, massive network that the Cosmos need if we want to be a big power in the world, a big power in this country, and it can only go up from here. So uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. I especially want to thank Ashley Bullington and David Kapatrick for coming on the show. Uh, I will see everyone at the Cosmos match this Sunday. It's going to be a great matchup, and uh, here there there is going to be some Jacksonville Armada traveling supporters. Uh, So hopefully be nice to them, uh, have some fun, maybe interact with them as well uh, because we never get to see some, we never get to see traveling supporters uh, most of the time. So interact, have some fun. And as always, let's go New York Cosmos.